0: Okay, so we're doing a special episode today. It is our first homie check. So, if you've been paying attention to each of our twitters, we've been going through something. We've been going through this thing called life, and we're we're here to talk about our struggles and how we're managing, and and just dealing with the long spaces in between episodes, and just um, bringing myself. It is I, ADP Sketches, or you can just call me Aaron. I prefer Aaron anyway, and I'm here with the Nomad Gamer. All right, so um, yeah, so um, how you been? How you been? How
1: I've I've been good. Um, I've been going through some stuff. I had some car troubles that I had to get through. You know that life of living paycheck to paycheck at a job. Um, I've just, I've been trying to stay positive, you know, work on my writing, work on these projects, which this will go up after the last episode of Dementicast. So I can just say it, been working on, Dem- uh, dark arts, trying to get it ready for production in September.
0: Yeah, that's definitely going to be a really cool project. Um, yeah, but,
1: uh, I'm very excited.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited about that too. Um, outside of that um, our homie check is when we just talk to each other it's more free form we don't have to go through it we're just literally shooting the shit so um,
1: it could be 30 minutes it could be an hour
0: yeah we're going to try to it's aim for 30 minutes cause uh, you know we don't want to keep you <laughs> here all day cause our, our current episode that's in the works uh, that we just recorded is about 2 hours so you know we, we're not going to keep you here that long this is just like a little mini-sode but um,
1: if you if you've been around at Dementicast for a while, you know that I think it was back in 2019 I brought on one of my real life, real world friends that I know like face to face. Um, I brought him on for a mental health episode uh, during Mental Health Awareness Month, and basically that is what Homie Check is going to end up being. It's just little bonus episodes of that where we just kind of talk um and the kind of goal with homie check is just to help at least one person that's going through something yeah
0: and hopefully i'll bring on more guests and stuff like that because um i would love to actually talk to more people that are more well-versed in certain things um, I, I would love to get uh um, cindy on the show and talk to her about certain things um hopefully she'll be done. that's the other thing yeah yes just to have uh so this
1: will this will be aaron's focused episode so like he will kind of be taking the reins here so there might be episodes where i might be absent if he has a guest on so don't always expect me on the episode it might be aaron and somebody else yeah,
0: it, it might be me, it might be with the Culture Fix episode, it might be with Asheru, it might be with MERS, it might be with Studio Henshin as we just sit down and just uh, joke and just roast each I'm other. I'm trying,
1: I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to get a collaboration between Demented and Studio Henshin, I'm trying.
0: We're trying, we're trying. i are gonna work with them. But um, the main subject of the episode is just uh, how I've been doing i've been doing pretty terribly to be honest like um with everything that's going on and i'll start from the beginning so you know i was dealing with um a person a roommate that i had i'm gonna call him his nickname loski so you know i didn't have any problems with loski until recently and the issue with loski is that he waits to the last minute to do things you know Always eats my food, never contributes to anything, just let things happen. And you know, when I had to address something to him, he'll he'll give me an excuse, and then I just got tired of the excuses. And so I told him, hey, I need you to contribute, or you're going to have to pay more. And then he comes in with this bombshell. Something happened to my mom. And you know, I'm like, okay. A part of me knew something was up. That this man was plotting something. So, you know, I was like, okay. So, you know, the day of the time that he moved out occurred. And this is from what witnesses saw. That him and another person came, went through my shit, and stole some money. So that's a big thing and when i got home they drove off and they stole damn almost eight (laughs) hundred dollars eight hundred dollars of um savings and i was going to use that to save for everything and so in the aftermath of that i couldn't pay bills and necessities because that was what i needed um a couple of days later um the cops came to my house looking for this man, and I'm not going into the details of that, of what he did, but it's it's pretty messed up, and then I got a message later from him saying, oh, he's doing a fundraiser, and that just, that just made me so angry, and in the aftermath of everything, of not paying rent, I actually lost my website, and my website had 10 years of work. And in the aftermath of losing a website, it deleted my whole domain, and I lost 10 years of work. I lost all my animations and 75% of my work. So, that was devastating. And then, just the other day, my aunt passed. Um, So, you know, I'm still processing everything, and with everything that's happening... Can I
1: just... Can I just interject and I want to say um, I didn't know about that and I just want to say I'm very sorry to hear that.
0: Yeah, Um, this is the first time I actually addressed it because I mean I'm not a person that takes death well, but with everything that's going on, it's one of those things that I got to take time and address it when I have to When, when this whole situation dies down I'll be able to mourn properly because I wasn't able to mourn um, my grandfather's death until three months after, and that was a process. I like I think we talked about in uh, prior to one of the episodes. Yeah,
1: you 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 brought it up briefly in one of the previous episodes in Demented Cast, and um, if I can just kind of interject and I don't know if provide some. Helpful insight that, like mourning somebody passing, comes at a different time for everybody. Um, I'm gonna try to get through this without crying. Um, it's it's okay, okay to I cry. Still...
0: Like like I said, it is fine. This is a homie check, so you know this there there'll be yeah, some moments where there are tear jerkers like. Like this is just a, a discussion between two friends, two friends, two co-hosts, just enjoying the moment.
1: I I brought it up on the most recent episode to my cast about my stepdad. Um, I very much that that was also my dad, and it took me a very long time to truly mourn him. And so, it's one of those things, everybody mourns differently, and you might not truly mourn somebody for a year from now. It could be next July, and that's where it finally fucking hits you. For me, I fell into a very deep depression of, and my addiction for alcohol really set in and I use it as a vice and I've noticed that recently I've also kind of fell back into that so I um I don't want to say that I truly know what you're going through but I would say I've been in the similar position as you and so just you know take your time if you need a break take a break there is no apologizing for hey i needed this mental health break or i need to take a step back there is no apologizing for that yeah you come first and no matter what you do
0: yeah that's that's very true and like um losing my website i I lost a huge part of me man because that 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 website that i had was a journey like that that was blood sweat and tears and, you know, I, I grew up with um, with fantastic parents and a brother that I don't see eye to eye with. But, you know, I love him to death regardless. But, you know, despite all that, I was just a lonely person. And even as an adult, it, it still hasn't hit me like a truck until recently. And I just realized, damn, I'm a very lonely person. And it really sucks um, just knowing that. And with everything that's going on. The hopelessness while black as people will call it now, you know, just seeing news of seeing people in my skin color getting killed or, or, um, getting objectified or fetishized boy, that that's a whole nother conversation that I have. Um, I need to have somebody that's a little bit more well versed in that because we, we might get an explicit on that one, but, um, Outside of that, you know... On which one? On the ejectification and stuff like that. I need somebody that's a little bit more well-versed in that. Somebody that can talk about it. I know that... Um, um, shouts out to FD Signifier. But he did a video recently about that. And he he goes into detail about that. But I need like a, a woman's perspective on that. That can translate those ideas a little bit better than I can. But uh, but where was I? I, w- I was talking about losing a part of myself on that because building that website, like that website got me through a lot of things, you know, like um, the issues that I was having with my family at the time, just my journey as an artist from the beginning. And my artistic journey did start around 2011. And that's when I told myself that I'm going to be an artist and I'll go through hell and back. And, you know, I built it out and I, I constantly upgraded it and upgraded it until I finally put it out to the world in 2016 after my first gig. And I, I guess I, I told this story to very few people, but um, it was after a failed suicide attempt. And and the reason why I couldn't go through with it was... Um, I was driving all the way to the bridge, um, in Maryland and I was just pressured. I don't remember the exact thing that triggered me that day, but it was really bad that day. And then while I was at the bridge, I texted all my friends. I left a note for my parents to see, um, I I was just tired, you know, like, um, I, I just i just threw my hands up and i was like maybe the world will be better without me maybe the world will be balanced because of what triggered me at the time and i was like you know maybe this whole thing wasn't worth it but just a can moment I, uh, before
1: I... oh yeah but th- there's more to it can i can i just can i just interject for a second yeah um Because I, you, you saying that kind of reminds me of something, and I just kind of want to share a story of mine that kind of fits with what you were saying there about like feeling like the world wouldn't, um, Mm -hmm. feeling like the world really wouldn't care after my stepdad passed i had similar thoughts um and i haven't shared the script with you for my movie yet or my short film yet but i went through very similar bouts of wanting to commit suicide i moved out on my own because i thought it was the best for me at the moment because I was still living in the exact apartment that my mother and I found my stepdad dead in. And there was a part of me that always constantly said that it was my fault and that the world would be better if it was me and not him. And so there was many nights where I contemplated walking into my bathroom and st- sitting in a bathtub full of water and wanting to, uh, slit my rest. So I, basically what I, I guess what I wanted to kind of add on there is those thoughts that you had aren't, you're, you're not alone in. Um, I felt those thoughts as well, like those similar thoughts in that, um, I think the fact that you were able to push back those thoughts and you're still sitting here today being able to talk about it is um, immensely powerful. Yeah. Um, It speaks a lot to the type of person you are.
0: Yeah. Um, I think the moment that... um, It was a song that played... um, and I, I I can remember this clear as day. I was right. I stopped. I was just staring at the water, looking back in front, and I looked back into my car, and I heard the song called "No Matter" by Prime, which is um, which is a heartbreaking song. If you heard it, it it's a wonderful song. Go listen to it when you're feeling down. Um it was a second verse and I remember it just touching me and I just cried like I wasn't able to cry for a long time but I remember that I was bawling like it it was overcoming with emotion I cried for like 10 minutes and I went back into my car um some of my friends called. I didn't answer. Um. I went back home. I went into my door. and locked myself in my room. That day. Um. One of the people who I text. Actually told. My parents. And boy. My mother was pissed. <laughs> she was beyond pissed. And rightfully so. Um. Looking back. But at the same time. I didn't understand why. But. Um. Me and my father sat down and we talked and, and, you know, I just told him how I was feeling at the time. I didn't really tell him what triggered me at the time because it, it's not important now. But I think after that conversation, I got really close to my dad after that. And, um, things started to get a little bit better on that. But, um, I promised myself that day that I will never let those intrusive thoughts, define the situation, which is how I'm dealing with the situations right now, with um, you know, um losing losing money, losing my website, losing the art. I mean, that art was made of love. But at the same time, I mean, I, I know that this challenge will not last. You know, bad times never last. And I always remind myself of that. Um with my aunts passing I'll eventually um get to mourn. It's been kinda chaotic. I just haven't sat down and really thought too much about it because um my aunt was special needs and and that and the whole relationship with my family on my mother's side. Like I love them, but at the same time I'm kinda distant it it, it is what it is, like um I don't I don't wanna get into too deep into that, cause that's a little personal. I rather sidestep that. But um, outside of that, you know, just um, just dealing with um, being broke, the financial part, the how easily you can fall into financial despair because somebody thought that they can help, and I always feel sheepish of um, asking my peers or asking um, people for help because what Lowski, quote unquote, Lowski did, he was doing that and he mooched off of everybody that met anybody that mattered to him. And I was thinking about that very deeply, deeply. And I I hate the fact that he did that and then still screwed people over because it wasn't just me that he screwed over. He screwed over several people and like... It caused him to get into that issue. And whatever he's hiding. I hope he's listening to this too. Just know that karma's going to come. I don't know how it's going to be. But it's going to come. And so. In the midst of all that. I decided to put into the art. You know. And I did two of my most controversial drawings. Of the low ski character. Based off the low ski in real life. And. It addressed a lot of the issues that I had with him that I haven't really spoken about and how much of a piece of shit he is. But I could have went 10 times harder than I did. I, But a part of me just kept it as lowbrow, simple humor, and call it a day. Because um, I remember doing um, the recent illustration that I did. Like I had to alter it because... When I drew it, I, I saw, I looked at it in horror because I drew a grisly scene. And I didn't want to manifest that. Because one of the things that a lot of artists do is that when they draw something or they create something, it manifests into something that they don't want.
1: You,
0: you get what I'm saying? Like, like, for example, Basquiat, like when he drew um, The Horseman, like that was his last piece before he died and that was something that that kicked in and so I scrapped it and changed it to him just pointing and the police in the background that's implied and it came out to be a much better piece but at the same time it shows that I still have to learn and not let these emotions control me either though those intrusive thoughts I mentioned earlier are there and I often ignore it. I also need to manage that. So that's one of the things that I see more often. And that just shows that I'm a work in progress outside of that. But um Nomad Gamer, uh what are your thoughts on that? Like I, I kinda went super deep over there, but this is supposed to be deep.
1: Um I will it's hard for me because I have never been good at communicating how I feel or um, what kind of helped me get through like dark intrusive thoughts so I'm sure if you even go back to my mental health episode to mental guest I did in 2019 with a, a friend of mine like I don't articulate myself well when it comes to topics like this Um, what I can say is honestly one of the things that kind of helps me through those darker intrusive thoughts that I have is there is a clip from Euphoria but it's not from one of the actual seasons Um, when they were getting ready to film season two, it was when COVID really started to ramp up. And the director didn't want to just, you know, scrap everything. He was like, well, we have cameras here. We already have people here. but We can't start shooting the real season. I want to do this. And he shot two specials before season two. He shot one for... Zendaya's character and... um, I can't remember the actress's name, but... The actress who plays Jewel. And there is a particular clip that always resonates me when I have those kind of thoughts. Because I struggled very deeply with addiction for a while. And I still do to this day. That I watch on a fairly regular basis. And... Rue, Zendaya's character, is talking with our sponsor in the diner. And he's talking about addiction. And he's talking about how addiction is a disease. And it's, it's very much you didn't choose it. It's kind of a fucked up situation of it basically chose you. And you have to live with that day to day but it's how you, it's basically the message of how you choose to live with it. And I watched that clip on a a fairly monthly basis because it reminds me a lot of what I was struggling with, what I continue to struggle with, and when I get into those very dark, harmful thoughts, I remember that I get to ultimately choose where I go.
0: Yeah, that's... um, I
1: choose choose to do something with my life versus letting it consume me.
0: Yeah, And, and you know what? That reminds me of a quote that my grandma always tells me. Whenever I try to make a decision, you are the captain... No, no, no. You are the the captain of the ship. ship. You are the the bus driver. You're the captain of your ship and you're the sailor of your soul. And I always keep that in mind whenever I try to make a decision or when I have those intrusive thoughts. And I always think about, I control this and this is only temporary. Like, this is not going to last forever. Like, honestly, if it was a younger me, I probably wouldn't know how to react to the situation i probably would never trust people again and you know but for now i'm kind of just you know just trying to manage and honestly you know it's it's kind of hard to manage especially when you're by yourself you know like and a lot of people in your circle just tells you oh everybody's going through it but the thing is not everybody's you there's only one Aaron Devon Perry out here, you know? Um,
1: yeah, and also, like, everybody deals with these situations differently. Nobody... There's nobody on this earth that is going to deal with, say, grief and a one-to-one comparison as you. That's just... It, it's not going to happen. And so, I think it's important to... If you or someone you know is going through something, whether it's grief or just a moment of self doubt that you just listen to them and hear it from their perspective, because the way you might deal with what they're going through is not the same way they're going to deal with it.
0: You're right about that. But you know, I just wish that the people in my circle had the ability to listen, you know, Instead of just saying, oh, everybody's going through it. Everybody's this, everybody's this, everybody. I hear everybody, but I don't hear me. I don't hear the empath. It just seems another way of saying that they don't care. And it's like, it, it's causing me to have all these hermit tendencies and all these things of just isolating myself from people because they, they just think of everybody else instead of the conversation they're having you know what i mean and it seems like it's happening on twitter which i'm which we mentioned earlier before the podcast that you know think about taking breaks and stuff like that and you're right like i honestly want to take a break you know i honestly want to go on vacation but at the same time you know i'm not financially able to do that if i was able to take a break i would love to but right now i just can't and I wish I could, like if it was a vacation, it'll be like two, three weeks. (laughs) It will be like a good three weeks. But I, I truly, I ain't going to say hope because if I hope then it will never happen. I, I honestly think and hope, not hopefully, it will, you know, be able to achieve what I want to. And, you know, just dealing the frustrations of me being an artist and this huge setback. And this gave me the realization, like, the other day. Um, like, the other day, I was, like, so frustrated. And I'm seeing all these other people just making it under all these other people, you know. I got a friend that worked from National Geographic. Another friend that worked for Pixar. Another friend that worked for NASA and worked on the space shuttle, and I'm like, where's my time, where's my shine, you know what I mean, like, I did Motown, but it it got crickets, I worked for Def Jam, got crickets, you know, like, not even my own mom was, like, impressed, and I just got so tired of just the indifference, you know, like, I see my friends getting hundreds of claps and congrats, but for me, it's like, Oh I'm underrated and I want to achieve those heights I want to achieve all of those but at the same time you know I always I always have this fear that that I won't make my true potential you know people will just see me as potential and not my value and that's one thing that I always worry about but that's why I decided to just start my own design agency because i'm just tired of being um you know what i'm gonna say being dicked around by a lot of these companies just just saying oh your art is good but you're not one of us you know like being an outcast and i wanted to call it art fix because um i i love um working with the people of culture fix shout out to nora um Shout out to Nora. Hopefully I'll have her on the show soon. But, um, you know, culture fix has been integral to the artwork recently. Um, they really showed a lot of love to, um, to both you and me. And, um, and I really wanted to show my appreciation of that because sometimes art fixes what is broken on the inside and we're not broken people. Like I will always tell people that you're not broken. But the inside, you know, we might have a broken heart. We might have broken morale. But we are not truly broken.
1: Can I uh can I interject on that? Like our fixes broken people for a moment. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, not broken um, people, but it fixes what's broken inside.
1: Yeah, it it fix it. It yeah, it fixes what's broken inside. Um I uh Ever since I was little, I've been a writer. I've been writing stories, whether they were good or bad. Um, I have been a storyteller I love telling stories and I've done nothing but try to grow and um, get my craft to being among the greats. And I often will go and write when I feel at my lowest point. Because I want to escape into another world. And sometimes that is the greatest therapy. That somebody could get. Now that is not a substitute for therapy. Yes um, please. Uh, you, anybody.
0: Please go to therapy. Go ahead. Um, So I, I will say that. I will interject and say please get therapy because therapy has been integral, um, with my situation going back to the situation. Um, you know, I wasn't able to afford therapy, but, um, we're working to get that back, um, at my, at my job that I'm working through. I, I'm going to avoid talking about that because I'm currently working for them and I don't know if they're listening. So I'm going to skip that sidestep that, but hopefully I'll be able to go back to therapy and Speak to my therapist um, in more depth.
1: Never, never think that whatever you're working on, whether it's you're drawing as an artist or you're writing, or you're creating content as like a YouTuber or Twitch streamer, never think that is your therapy. That might be a way for you to escape, but that is not ultimately your therapy. Yeah, that's Um, um... I. Art can be
0: therapeutic, but it's not like true therapy. You know, it's not. It's not.
1: It's not a fix.
0: Yeah, it's it's not like a something that can fix you. Um, the point of therapy is to figure out what is wrong, and then give you the pieces to overcome those challenges. That's that's why I think. Yeah. Well, that's and why like, I think therapy is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and like fix fix even is like a bad word because you're not necessarily broken yeah you you just need a little guidance to get back to who you are and I am someone who very much even at an early age I was going to a therapist and it didn't necessarily work for me and so at that early age ever since I started growing up I was like therapy doesn't work for me um, and that's not necessarily true I think if you go to a therapist and you're like hey this one's not like this person's just not really fitting what I need there is no shame in trying to find somebody that is it could take three people it could take five or ten um, dying a therapist trying to um.
0: Yeah, never keep trying to, yeah. Just uh just to piggyback off that, with um with finding a therapist, it's like finding the finding a good woman, like um you know, <laughs> find a good woman or find a new best friend. It's it's you gotta go through a couple that you can relate to and I'm glad that the therapist I was seeing was very relative. Like they don't use the everybody else talk like like people in my circle use you know and it's a focus you know because i truly i truly enjoy that you know that that aspect that the focus is shift and that we talk about what is going on as i as i stated i won't speak too much of my sessions because it involves a lot of cursing a lot of crying. I made my therapist cry several times, and I don't feel good about it. It's not because I'm mean. It's just like the stuff I just tell her is just heartbreaking, and you know, I don't. I don't want to break hearts right now. But the story, well, the story I told earlier I might break some hearts. But um, but outside of that, I always, um, I always um, been frustrated with all these things, and you know, art fix, art fix, and hopefully, um, art is... Fixes- think- is a goal that I can push, push forward. Because, you know, I lost 10 years of work because of somebody's selfishness. And, you know, I might as well just put that uh, frustration to use and just create something that is meaningful that can help others in the future.
1: I think it's also important to say that getting to a point where you can talk about it and maybe whether it's at length or just very briefly getting to a point where you can talk about it is very helpful for not just you but other people um in an example i will use again about my stepdad i've gotten to the point where both my writing and the help of like my family members i've gotten to the point where i can openly talk about my experience is going through grief with my stepfather to where i may yeah get emotional but i can at least talk about it and i want to talk about it in a way to help others um that is the entire point of my short film that i am planning on making next year is to help other people um writing it helped me and i want to help other people and so getting to that point of being able to talk about it is really important because you never know how it's not just going to help you but help other people Um, definitely showing people that they don't there is no correct way to deal with something
0: yeah, you're right. Like this, this doesn't come with any blueprints, you know what I mean? So I I truly appreciate that. And, um, yeah. But, um, outside of that, you know, I'm hopeful of the future. Like I'm not, I'm not cynical to the point where I'm letting it, um, rule over my life because, you know, at the same time, Cynicism is, is the death of innocence. And I, I don't want that aspect of myself to to die. You know, that the heart of a child, but never childish type thing. So, you know, I always try to take a step back and try to overlook these things and try to understand. You know, I, 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 I try to stop saying why me and start saying why not me. But at the same time, I don't want to gas my gaslight myself into thinking that. All these bad things is happening because, you know, whatever divine judgment is, and you know, and I'll I'll talk about my feelings on divine judgment because, you know, as of late, I was thinking about that, the concept of heaven and hell, you know, heaven being all this materialistic shit that everybody hates, you know, and then you get all this concept of hell and it's like jail, you know what I mean? it doesn't make you a better person. You just go down and be there forever. And it's like, wow. So there's no spiritual development. And just hearing all this talk, it's just, it just makes me stay far away from religion, man. And like, um, you know, being at my job, I'm surrounded by a lot of that. So, you know, I always try to keep that conversation out, that spiritual development. And that's always that's that's probably going to be a separate episode we're i'm probably getting too deep into that that may be a whole nother conversation but um is there any more that you want to talk about in this homie talk uh the first homie talk because we 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 really said some um, triggering things so i guess we got to put a disclaimer before the episode starts
1: <laughs> yeah um no not really just that I can't express enough. And I've always been that type of person that it's hard for me to ask for help, but I cannot express enough how much it is. Find at least one person that you are willing to talk to. Whether it is a blood relative, whether it is a friend or um, a co-worker, find that one person you feel safe enough to talk to. Because that one person will make a difference 100%.
0: Yes, and that's always a good thing. Um never be afraid to reach out to people because uh sometimes that person that that reaches out or reaches out to you, you know, could change your life, you know. It can change the course of a of a conversation and will plant the right seeds when the when the April showers come in and then you'll have a bunch of mayflowers, you know, when the when the blossoms bloom.
1: But um what I will do what I will do before we wrap this inaugural episode of Homie Talk Up um, to and this episode I feel like we should have made a scrim- disclaimer beforehand but I I want to share my experience with losing my stepdad because that was the most pivotal moment for me that is what kind of kicked my ass into gear for the coming years Um, we lost him in 2017 Um, it was a week after Thanksgiving and me and my mother had found him on the floor um, dead and it took it took a few months for it to really hit me and I had moved out the full, a few months following that thinking that like I needed that new space a clear head um, just to find out that moving out on my own was in ways very good for me but also very harming because I didn't actually address the problems I was having and so don't jump if you take anything from my story don't jump at any Radic.
0: Yeah. Don't, um,
1: um, solutions. Yeah. Don't, um, T- take your time. Ease into things.
0: Yeah. Don't let, um, don't make permanent decisions off of temporary feelings. And, like, um, as we discussed In, both our situations, that they were both temporary feelings, and that, you know, this life is full of valleys and peace. And we always want to make sure that we remind ourselves that. And we also, um, need to, to tell the people that we care about a lot. And you know what? um, I would say this to the people that that care about us as individuals, but also our content, you know, that you're valued, you're enough. To all the women in my life, you're beautiful. And most importantly, you guys are loved. Like, I won't stress that enough because a lot of people, you know, there's some people out here that never been loved. That are out here just acting whatever, you know? And I always think about that. So, I always like to state yeah. that.
1: And and I, I had a friend move out here from another state that I knew from high school. And a lot of the things I went through with alcohol... Um, I put them through a lot of very tough decisions and um, I don't know if they'll listen to this episode but if they do I am so sorry for the positions I put them in and that was not fair to them. I should have dealt with the things I needed to deal with and that is one of those regrets in one of those situations that I will kind of always think about and um, I will hope that I learned from in the future because I don't think it was fair to them to be put in that situation when they were also trying to start a new life Um, but it's one of those things that there is a part of me that is glad I went through the things I did because it taught me a lot and it's allowing me to sit here now and kind of hopefully at least reach one person during this episode and help them. Just take your time. This is not an overnight fix. It could take a year, could take five years, but as long as you work to achieve a better life, um, it doesn't matter how long it takes.
0: It's a marathon, a uh, sprint.
1: It, exactly. Um, never be afraid to ask for help. I, I 100% was. And I did not recognize the signs when they were staring me straight in the face of how much I was drinking to escape things. And, um i hope that i get to share with everybody my short film on that experience soon.
0: yes i'm I'm really excited to see where you take that because you know we we need more of those stories um more of those stories of how we overcome our vices and how we become better people but you know sometimes they need to see the dark side because a lot of these um especially the young people that we see on tiktok they you know they're celebrating but they don't they don't realize that you know on you know they're not broken people but you know something in them broke you know just trying to fill that void so <sighs> sorry I, I had to get a tear out but I, you know it just sucks seeing that you know no
1: i i mean there's i'm you know that I apologize for like i i think at this point where i'm at right now with everything i don't have any tears left to shed um as much as i blame myself for my stepfather and other things in my life i've gotten to the point where there's some of it i can't help so and a lot of that has to do with the people i kept around me i have very very good friends who have gone through very similar things and um even though they share a lot of similar feelings that we have talked about today, they also know that, um, there are better choices to be made.
0: You're right about that. So I guess we're going to, we're going to close this episode out. We, we just want to wish you good health, good wealth, um, Make sure you take care of yourselves, cause you only get one body, man. Allegedly, we we don't oh. we don't we don't know, man. But it's important to take care of yourself. Drink water, drink all that. You know, we're not gonna plug our Patreon stuff, like our usual ones, cause homie talk is just one yeah. way to just sit down and just
1: homie talk. Yeah, homie talk is meant to just be a. There is no ebb and flow to these. These are just us sitting down Um, going forward they will be more focused around like just talking about where we're at um, mentally and stuff Um, this one this kind of first episode of it was a lot more kind of deep and intense than it was really meant to be but going forward they will kind of just meet more of like a checkup, make sure everything is okay and because I think that's important especially now more more than ever with like COVID going on and not many people wanting to go out and stuff so I'm being stuck inside all the time because I've definitely noticed a very drastic shift in myself personally
0: yeah that's yeah like Um, staying inside the house like yeah I mean I, I wasn't like the most outgoing but I would go outside but with the whole pandemic and people just acting dumb I guess it's just those things you know but um i guess i guess uh we're closing out we made it to the 50 minute mark so um yeah i'm aaron you're not getting the adb sketches in this episode so i'm aaron we with the nomad gamer would you like to say your
1: name yeah i mean yeah i mean you can i it's on my twitter like this isn't even the Nomad gamer talking. This is Shane talking directly. Yeah. Um there, there is no persona here. Um and I just I want to say that take your time. Don't don't be afraid to ask for help no matter who it's from. Um even if it's even if you have to write it down first before you tell anybody, do that every step you take to better yourself is um step in the right direction and like i said if you if anybody's interested um in watching the video i mentioned earlier it's under euphoria you can probably find it try to find it now that way anybody can listen to it hey
0: no problem it's like we'll we'll probably add that in post or add it below with the link
1: (laughs) yeah I might might add the audio of that specific part of the episode at the end of this for you but you can probably just look up Euphoria Rue special episode and find it there Um, you can go on HBO Max and watch it but That is an episode that always helps me kind of reassess and remember why i'm moving forward the way i am so but like i said i may not always join aaron on these episodes these are kind of for him um he'll kind of take the reins with these bonus episodes so He might bring on guests. He might not. Yeah, I might just. Until um, next time.
0: Until next time. Um, Peace out. Peace. No, no, go ahead. You were going to say something. uh, I was just going to say, like, I probably have some guests. Um, I love to speak on MERS on a deeper level or talk with Asheru or talk with Noel from Congoliness or Sadistic. Love to speak with them guys and just shoot the shit with them. So hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to have them. If not, uh, we'll probably have them in the show proper just to talk to them. Hopefully the next episode it'll be, we'll be in a lot better spirits and we'll be in a better place, but you know, like you're getting Aaron and Shane, not ADP sketches on the Nomad Gamer this episode. Um, sorry if we, we made you cry this episode, but you know, we had to, we had to let those feelings out here just, uh is to show us that we are human beings and not, um, entertainers. We're just dudes. We're just two dudes navigating through this thing called life.
1: Yeah. And, to, I mean, until next time, I'm not even gonna, I'm not going to go through my usual spiel of write us or follow us. I just... I want the best for everybody who listens to this episode. And, um... Even if you DM me or Aaron, like, if you can DM me, I'll, I'll read it and I'll listen. Um, but yeah, until next time.
0: Until next time. Peace. Peace.
2: Do you want to get clean? No. You sure? Yeah. I get it. I get it. Is that fucked up? Come on, You don't want to get clean? Yeah, yeah, of course it's fucked up. Huh? Yeah,
0: piece
2: of shit, huh? Yeah, 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 piece of shit, you piece of shit. All right, <laughs> but uh, here's the silver lining. Yeah, not a drug addict because you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit because you're a drug addict. You follow? Mm. Okay, all right. What I'm saying is, you didn't come out of the womb an evil person. You, Rue, came out of the womb a beautiful baby girl who, unbeknownst to her, had a couple of wires crossed. So when you try drugs for the first time, it uh, sets something off your brain that's beyond your control. And it isn't a question of willpower. It's not about how strong you are. You've been fighting a losing game since the first day you got high. So you can destroy your life, you can fuck your little sister's head up, you can abuse and torture and take for granted your mama and sit here and look me in the eye and say as calm as can be, as cool as a cucumber, I'm going to keep using drugs. That is the disease of addiction. It is a degenerative disease. It is incurable. It is deadly. And it's no different than cancer. And you got it. Why? Mm. Look at the draw. But but the hardest part of having the disease of addiction, aside from having the disease, is that no one in the world sees it as a disease. They see you as selfish, they see you as weak, they see you as cruel, they see you as uh, destructive. They think, why should I give a fuck about her if she doesn't give a fuck about herself or anybody else? Why does this girl deserve my time, my patience, my sympathy, right? If she wants to kill herself, let her. All reasonable questions and responses. But luckily, you aren't the only person on planet Earth who has this disease. There happens to be people like me who understand that you aren't all that bad. (laughs) Probably underneath all this busted-ass chaotic energy, you might even be a good kid. Who knows? And that is why we're eating pancakes on Christmas Eve, despite the fact
1: that you don't want to